0: Hi right, Lauren, welcome to the podcast episode 229. It's a pleasure Ooh. to have you here. How you doing?
1: Doing great, thanks. Um, just showing you a quick uh, demo of the Ukraine defense funds. We put up a monitoring dashboard as well, if people want to go and investigate, you know, where the funds came from, where the funds are going, on our investigation
0: tool. Yeah, yeah. Do you want want me to show it now or in a little bit? Oh. Uh we
1: we can do it in a in a bit. After we talk okay. about
0: it, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. When we bring it up, just go ahead and share screen, and I'll throw it up. Um, Great. Before we do, tell me a bit more about yourself. I'm sure people are kind of curious, interested in, um, you know, not just who you are, but what, you, what you've done, what your past is like, um, and how you kind of got into this wonderful, crazy world of crypto and blockchain.
1: Yeah, it's been a crazy life. Uh, I always like to start to say by I entered Bitcoin, not by or crypto, not by the date, but by what the price of Bitcoin was, mm-hmm. which was $4. Uh, so that was about 2012. And, um, you know, back then it was just right place, right time. I was around Silicon Valley, you know, going to the Bitcoin meetups when Brian was starting Coinbase. Uh, Charlie was had just started his uh, exchange. And, you know, it was, it was back in the day when not not a lot of people were talking about it. Uh, and since then, it's it's always just, you know, my group of friends. They've always been in it, I've done quite a few different crypto projects uh, from one of the first POS systems to accept Bitcoin that was in 2013 to uh, I built a Bitcoin remin system uh, that helped facilitate reminses from Canada out to Philippines. Uh, and then in 2018, uh, built some uh, trading tech, you know, of course. Arbitraging was all the rage back then, uh, mm-hmm. and then, uh, yeah, that eventually led me into uh, what became Breadcrumbs.
0: Nice, nice, yeah. Arbitrage—just touching on that for a second—is crazy, and a lot of people used to make a lot of money on it. It's so much more difficult now with all the money and the players that are in the space. But yeah, that was a, a big thing back in the past. I remember the POS systems. I remember. Um, how cheap mm. Bitcoin used to be. At, you know, now that it's like 40 grand, no one really thinks about it. But yeah, when it was like under 100 bucks, that, that was a crazy point in time. That was that was so long ago, it feels like at least. That um, was. And like
1: that jump from like $10 to $100 just happened
0: mm-hmm. in,
1: I don't know, a month or something.
0: And that was considered insane back then.
1: It was. Uh, I, I think the... The big instigator of that was Cyprus. Do you remember that yeah. back in, it was like 2013 and there was mm-hmm. like two weeks where the entire country couldn't get access to their funds.
0: Oh yes, that's right. The banking crisis in Cyprus. I remember that. Yeah. That was, wow. Forgot about that. Yeah. And then, and then
1: it was even crazier. Like, uh, and there were a bunch of people who did like DDoS attacks and all the crypto exchanges, mm-hmm. like they pumped up the price to like $200. And then they did all this these DDoS attacks and once they released the ddos attacks you know they they had dumped on the market mm-hmm. uh you know sold at a much higher price and then the price dropped to like about 80 80 or something
0: yeah the craziest things were happening back then you, had, you know, the Mt. gox exchange being hacked and you had bitcoin swinging from you know hundred couple hundred bucks to like 12 thirteen hundred and Mm-hmm. Um, that, that was considered insane now it does that every single day like every you know, yeah. couple hours
1: <laughs> yeah that's why it's like uh, a lot of the OGs a lot of the people in the space today are, they've, they're they already like desensitized it's like yeah <laughs> okay yeah. Yeah. 10% lost today
0: okay. yeah if you've been around this long and then you, you do get a little desensitized by it because you're used to it the volatility you just accept it
1: mm-hmm yeah, it's all part of the course.
0: So what ab- what about crypto and blockchain made you want to get into the analytical side of this space with breadcrumbs? Uh,
1: the analytics, it, it was more just to solve a personal problem. Mm-hmm. So after I'd done the, the crypto trading stuff, uh, I had invested a lot of my personal funds and family funds into an ICO. And like most people back in 2018, was scammed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, I've been around the space for a while. I knew that, you know, I could Mm -hmm. go and trace the flow of money and prove out who took the funds. So I went to the incumbents, you know, who provide investigation tools. uh, But their response back was, sorry, it's only for law enforcement or 30,000 all year license. And I'm trying to recover my family's money. I'm trying to help recover funds for all the investors. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I have to pay 30K just to (laughs) it's crazy. Mm -hmm. So that moment, I realized, you know, what? this is my next startup, I'm going to build this tool myself to solve my own personal problem, and always make sure that there's a free version available so that everybody has access to these tools. Because uh, these because these investigation and monitoring tools, they're extremely powerful. Um, and, and what it comes down to is the nature of our industry is, you know, uh, law enforcement, the people that are that are there to help protect us. They only have the resources to you know, investigate hundred million dollar plus, plus frauds, mm-hmm. about 50 million, 20 million, million fraud. Mm-hmm. You know, so the onus is on us um, to help protect ourselves. And, and that's, that's the whole concept behind breadcrumbs. You know, we're making the industry a safer place by giving everyone access to these tools. Because uh, before us, it's just less than one percent of people in the space have access to these tools.
0: Were you ever able to solve that personal problem you had?
1: Uh, sort of, in a basically through trading. Got it. Yeah, Well, that's, that's but, good. Uh, yeah, those. I mean, it's unfortunate, but those people are still out there, and and that's that's part of my mission. Is you know. It's, if we empower everyone in the community to have access to these tools, we can start weeding out the people that, you know, are just, there's zero accountability. It's just Mm -hmm. too easy to commit illicit activity in this space.
0: Yeah, it's way too easy. The scammers get more brilliant every single day. I got to hand it to them. The, um, The way they go about spamming people or scamming them and getting them to send them money or making promises or having bad ICOs or... Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I got to give it to them. They're very creative. They come up with new ways to get people. Um, it's a little concerning sometimes.
1: And, and the way you combat that is not by trying to get more money for law enforcement. It's Mm -hmm. by, uh, you know, improving education and giving all the access to the tools so people know how to protect themselves.
0: Exactly. Totally agree. What are, what are some of the use cases you guys have been able to put together with breadcrumbs to uh, maybe solve some of these problems or maybe what are some of the partnerships you guys have put together?
1: So along the way, you know, I originally built it just to solve my own personal problem. Uh, huh. And that took a good year, you know, a year and a half just to, just to build, you know, it's a very technically challenging product to build. But along the way, we encountered a lot of other people uh, who are in a similar position uh, including two separate frauds over a hundred million dollars, you know, even though they should, you know, there should be law enforcement involved, you know, they're just, they're not good enough because you know, it's one thing that law enforcement is there, but the, the knowledge and education that the community has the resources that the community has is significantly further advanced, right? Mm-hmm. Cause the technology advances so quickly. Um, you know, even the education for law enforcement is still so far behind. Uh, but we have our community of people that are just, they've got lots of time, um, and they care. Um, so some of the use cases, you know, they range from just people coming to use our tools, just out of curiosity, just to see like, Hey, who's, who, who are these people that I'm interacting with or, Hey, the Bitfinex hack occurred or the, the people arrested from the Bitfinex thing. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's see if I can uh, personally just trace the flow of funds, you know, go through the same process. The investigators went through that information is available. It's all public. Uh, and we help provide that information as well. If you want to come and, and, you know, out of curiosity, see the work, uh, other people also use us for due diligence. Uh, they're about to get into, uh, you know, um, A transaction with someone they want to see like hey who who is this or what have they been doing Uh, we do have a lot of people using it after some sort of illicit event like uh, a big hack scam Um, of course our most famous uh, sleuth is Zach xbt and he posts a lot of his um, you know his reports that he's created using our investigation tools on Twitter Uh, And then that's that's more the retail side of things. You know, that's individuals like you and I, Uh, but you'd be surprised. There's also like small businesses, small crypto businesses that they don't have the means to pay the 30K, you know, 50K fee to start monitoring transactions. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, they're providing some sort of um, financial service. You know, they're a smart startup. They just raised a seed round. Uh, they can't shell out that much money just to just to start playing uh so we provided a compliance software compliance transaction monitoring tools that help uh bring awareness you know as as you move funds through your system is there any illicit funds going through there you know are you at risk of facilitating money laundering and you know where that starts at 300 dollars a month you know something more reasonable for, uh, you know, someone trying to innovate on on the blockchain.
0: Yeah, three hundred dollars is a lot cheaper than thirty thousand dollars. That's for sure. Exactly, exactly.
1: And so this this all feeds into our whole mission of making making crypto safer by providing access to these investigation and monitoring tools. Uh, it's not just the price point; it's also the access to the tools, but also you know, if you start using our tools, you realize you you don't need to have a data science degree to understand what's going on. You don't need to go through a two-week training course to learn how to use them. Uh, And so that's, you know, that that Mm -hmm. friction is also extremely important for access.
0: How um, difficult is it to track things with these tools or I guess what can the tools tell you other than you know maybe where funds have moved can you get information um, about a receiver or a sender um, or location details or how specific can you get
1: uh, so on so that's another key part of what we've built it's not just a matter of building these tools but we've also added attribution data so essentially tying an identity or some sort of um, characteristics to an address, you know, you don't see zero X, five, 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 you'll see in our tools, it's a Binance address, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and so that provides context around what's actually happening, um, you know, in, in this flow of funds or in this transaction, uh, that's the first thing. Um, the second thing, you know, more around our compliance offerings, uh, We actually, we plug into private data sources, we have spent a lot of time going around and collecting illicit addresses, you know, whether it's tied to uh, terrorist financing, or human trafficking, uh, dark markets, stuff like that. So we've invested a lot of time and and resources into building up those data sets, so that with our tools, we can provide those contacts around it.
0: Yeah, an idea I had. Have you guys thought about maybe creating some kind of tool or something like an extension that can go into like your Chrome browser or something like that that could tell you if certain addresses or illicit addresses or mm-hmm. um, dangerous addresses because they've been associated with bad activity? That'd Absolutely.
1: Kind of uh, so it's it's kind of funny you mentioned that. We, we did the reverse. We, we launched that okay. before <laughs> before we even launched the monitoring tools. Uh, so there, there is a Chrome extension out there. Um, we've we've parking lotted it for now mm-hmm. uh, because uh, we've recognized that our investigation and monitoring tools um, have a, a much greater need mm-hmm. from the marketplace.
0: Gotcha. I, it's a really interesting tool idea, though, because there's so many. Back, back to the scammers and, um, mm. and people that are spamming you and you, you have no idea for sure if an address they give you is right or if you legitimately someone you have to pay something like an invoice or um, you're paying for a good or service. How do you know for sure that they sent you the right address or um, kind of cool kind of cool to know if that address has ever in any point in time been used for illicit activity and then um, lower that risk a little bit. Verify addresses.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's coming back. We're gonna. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Chrome extension is is still there. Uh, mm-hmm. We just, you know, we're we're planning on uh, revisiting it to to beef it up even further. Um, nice. Yeah.
0: I know you also mentioned you guys have uh, tools where you're tracking um, analytics for things like the Ukrainian crypto fund and you know, raising money for there. Um, maybe we can talk about that for a second, or you can share your screen and show people because that stuff is really sure. interesting too.
1: Yeah, why don't I do that? Um, you know, it's, it's not just a matter of, hey, you, you go on, uh, on a blockchain explorer and you, you, you kind of have to be uh, an, very technical to make sense of what's going in and out. Mm-hmm. Uh, our monitoring dashboard provides just one dashboard for an entire entity an entity is actually made up of multiple addresses, you know, whether it's in Bitcoin or ETH or whatever other blockchains. Uh, So here's an example, you know, the Ukraine defense funds, obviously, they've been raising a lot of money over, over the past uh, week or so. So just in one simple dashboard, you know, we can see, Hey, what's their current balance. They're currently holding $5.7 million in their donation addresses. Uh, just in ETH, and then in Bitcoin, it's half a million dollars. And also, see, there's about 2.7 million in tokens. That's like USDC, USDT. And yeah, in real time, you know, 60 minutes ago, someone donated from Poloniex. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some uh, about 2,500 dollars in Tether.
0: Are you able to share that screen?
1: Oh. oh, do you not see my screen right now?
0: Not yet. Oh, um, there should be a share button. Or oh okay. wait, there you go. Sorry,
1: there we go. Okay. There we go. So yeah, just in one dashboard, uh, you can see we're tracking these two addresses. Uh, Their ETH address and then their Bitcoin address. Uh, So we can see like what their balance is. You know, if you ever want to just export the last, uh, you know, 300 transactions to CSV. And so yeah, in real time, you know, somebody donated from crypto.com, $75. In the same dashboard, you can see Bitcoin transactions rolling in, some ETH. Um, and so that, that kind of gives you like more of a real time. Hey, what, what's sort of the last uh, you know, couple hours um, of transactions that have occurred you know, from Coinbase? Um, but then you can also expand to our investigation tool. You can search the, you know, the Ukrainian government's uh, defense fund Uh, from our investigation tool. And these are the kind of things that I mentioned, like we made it very easy and simple for people to consume the data. You don't need a data science degree to to understand what's going on. So just as something as simple, you look up this address um, in our search bar, any address you look up, it always ends up right here in the middle. Everything on the left are incoming addresses. So these are addresses that have sent mostly funds into the Ukrainian government and everything to the right is where the funds went, outgoing addresses. And so this very much helps answer the question where did the money come from? Where did the money go? Um, and so obviously, you know, these are the large, we also sorted from top to bottom the largest donations. You know, so this address here sent 670 ETH, which is, you know, 1.8 million. Um, and you can click on any uh, path and see, oh, okay. You know, and as we go down the line from 1.8 million, you know, to about half of that a million. And so this is just the ETH. You know, hey, where did, what did they do with the ETH? Well, they sent the funds into uh, Kuna.io exchange. Looks like they also sent a lot of their ETH into, um, you know, this address here. Let's expand that out a bit. Okay, and you can start to see like, yeah, some of the it when it's finance, FinEx, Kuna as well. Um, and this address here seems interesting. Okay, it's actually been active since October 23rd, 2020. So they've probably been using that. Um, oh, sorry. That's the, the Kuna one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that's, that's probably the Ukraine defense funds deposit accounts on Kuna. Uh, but this one here. Yeah, they've been, they've been using since January 21st, 2021. Um, and so there's quite a lot of tools here. This is just for Ethereum, you know, Hey, let's say we want to only isolate down to, um, to USDC. Okay. Well, let's, let's go here. We'll isolate down to USDC Apply. okay. And so now we can see, you know, who's made donations in USDC. Uh, Looks like, you know, something came from this address. How much did they send? Okay, 131,000 USDC. It's quite a bit. You know, some funds from uh, from these ENS addresses. And keep in mind the default here. We only show like the top 10 addresses. Uh, Just, you know, so that we make it easy to uh, you know, consume the data. But if you really want to, like, see uh, more than ten addresses, mm-hmm. we can expand that out. Uh,
0: can you see regionally um, where funds have come from?
1: We now, so we don't, uh, we don't, we don't have that yet. Okay. Um, for entities, it, it's more the jurisdiction type stuff. Mm-hmm. That's more for our compliance offering. You know, that comes into more like um, uh, ensuring you're not interacting with uh, an address that came from a sanctioned country like Syria okay. or North Korea. Yeah. And so it's it's quite a powerful tool uh, and pretty, pretty simple, you know, just to kind of get started.
0: What other blockchains can you track outside of Ethereum? Or is it mostly primarily for Ethereum right now?
1: Uh, so we support Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polygon, and all tokens on top of Polygon and Ethereum.
0: Nice. Can you track uh, track NFT transfers or sales?
1: So if if we do this uh, podcast one week later, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's. It's it's just on our sprints right now. It should be coming okay, up. Okay. Like, uh, yeah, I'd love to come on again and show you the show you that integration.
0: Yeah, that'd be um, really cool.
1: We yeah, I can show you. It's well, I'll I'll show you in the NFTs already. But yeah, we we created like a, a dashboard just for like Snoop Dogg, or for like you know some oh, cool. famous people on OpenSea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stuff like that.
0: That's super um, super cool.
1: These are all public dashboards, like people can come. the other big one that people love to see is is the uh the microsystems one uh sorry, the micro strategy mm-hmm. you know so when they're buying bitcoin, what they're doing with their bitcoin
0: yeah what what are they doing with their bitcoin? Is there any info on that
1: uh they're mostly just just buying in smaller chunks Mm -hmm. Um, you can kind of see like this looks like it was yeah a few days ago four days ago they probably bought some um you know half a million here sometimes they buy out of coinbase kind of got to scroll back yeah it's usually when uh when bitcoin is is pretty low
0: Yeah, that's so, so cool. Could this be scaled down to something much smaller like um, a company Mm -hmm. wanting to use it for accounting purposes or a politician wanting to use it for a campaign um, or something on just much smaller scale?
1: Absolutely. Uh, We, I mean, we're starting to get uh, DAOs, you know, starting to use it just for their own you know, kind of keeping track of funds or keeping track of who's sending what mm-hmm. um, or who's spending what. Um, yeah, of course, I mentioned, you know, the crypto sluice in the community. Um, we have we have some like accounting, like crypto accounting firms that are using us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then, yeah, there's there's quite a few like companies that uh, that use it just for like uh, tracing, you know, whether, whether they're helping people who've lost money or, um, you know, trying to make sense of, Hey, what happens here?
0: Nice. Um, yeah, I feel like there's so many different uses for this. So, so many ways you could apply it. This is really cool. Really, really cool. Yeah. Being able to tree yeah. map out and tree where these transactions are coming from, where they're going, no more details about it. That's very valuable.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And our job, like, what we keep iterating on is trying to, uh, to make the data consumable and make these tools easy enough to use, because that feeds back into the whole accessibility, Mm -hmm. you know, and and the more easier it is for people to use, the more people, you know, the everyday person can use it, and the more safer our, our industry becomes.
0: Exactly. Let me ask you one more final question then we'll start wrapping it up sure. what is your guys's um what's your roadmap look like for the rest of the year? what do you guys um that you can talk about that you're planning on rolling out or you want people to be aware of or that you're excited about
1: uh definitely the nfts uh that's coming out you know in in the next week or so uh definitely by you know sometime in march
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so nft support being able to to uh you know, see trend, see NFTs moving from person to person, moving from address to address. Uh, the other thing we're, we're looking at helping with is, you'd be surprised, but there's so many companies that are going out and selling NFTs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't, they fall below that threshold. They're SMBs, like they fall below that 30K threshold. Uh, so we're, we've also, been beefing up our compliance offering to support them. Uh, So we're Mm -hmm. looking at, you know, uh, channel partners to do that. Got it. Uh, Some other stuff. Trying to think here. Yeah, I mean, those those are the main things. Um, And really, we just want to help build awareness and, you know, help help all these, you know, everyone in the industry uh, be be able to to be a sleuth for themselves.
0: Nice. Where can people go to learn more? Just the website? Do you guys have a blog? Do you have a community?
1: Yeah, so we, uh, it's www.breadcrumbs.app. Mm-hmm. Uh It's really that simple. Uh, on there, we also have um, you know, people in the community make public reports. They share reports publicly of just different events. Um, and so you can, you can kind of see like what other people are, are sharing with the community. Uh, and you know it's a good it's a good basis to just get started. Actually, here's always the best first one that people love to do is you know when they hear of our tool they're like oh I wonder what my friends are doing. Yeah, you know, and <laughs> they, they just start popping in their you know their friends' addresses and see like oh what what kind of stuff can I see on them?
0: Ah, uh, people are so creepy.
1: <laughs> yeah, well we we don't want it to be a creepy tool, but I mean it's it's all yeah. public information. You know, yeah. so if anything, it's it's also it improves awareness that, hey, this is also we've had people do this of like they'll go and do some coin joints. They'll come use our tool and see like how how private is their, uh, you know, funds mm-hmm. after a coin join.
0: Right. That's smart, too. I mean, if you're trying to be more private and, you know, you believe in, mm-hmm. in, in anonymity a little bit and some privacy, then, yeah, it's probably a good idea to use a tool test that out see mm-hmm. if you can pull things up so yeah I can see a use case yeah. there.
1: and and there's the whole concept you know don't trust verify mm-hmm. so our tool helps you verify you know you can go and read an article on like you know this hack happens with wormhole or whatever you mm-hmm. know or this whatever d5 platform uh, you can take it you know by the word of what they say in the coin you know on the the article or you can also just pop in the, uh, the hacker's address on our site and verify. So nice. we have a lot of people doing that to
0: verify and you know, out of curiosity. Are you on social media? Can people find you online?
1: Yeah, certainly. Uh, my handle is Lauren Star and our company handle is App Breadcrumbs.
0: Cool. Guys, go follow Lauren. Go check out uh, Breadcrumbs. Make sure to like the video and subscribe. Lauren, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, Really appreciate it. Fantastic conversation. Um, Really like it. I I think there's some things that I could use it for myself, too. So maybe we'll have another talk later on.
1: Yeah, certainly. Appreciate the time.
0: You too. Likewise. Um, Talk soon. Have a good day. Thanks. See you later.